Here we are at the end of the beginning. This is the Launch Pod for Pomona Valley Church. Hi everyone, Meredith here. We're taking a break from what has been our podcasting format of releasing our sermons and the backdrop, and instead we're doing something of a throwback. We thought we would do a year-end podcast to sum things up, especially for all of you who have been supporting and following this brand new church from somewhere other than Southern California. Yes, so here it is, our year in review for Pomona Valley Church in the form of, what else, a top 10 list, the top 10 sermons of 2019. He's kidding, I think. You're kidding, right? I mean, I thought minutes 7 through 11 of Justice in God's House back on October 13th were particularly noteworthy, but yes, I'm kidding. What we did think we might actually do is provide a short update of where we are and where we're hoping to go in 2020 and how any of you can continue to be part of that. Let's start with a quick recap of what has happened in 2019. Which is something of a top seven list. I guess that's probably true. There we go. We should have made three more and made it a top ten list. We'll see if we can make it up by the time we get to the end of the list. And so as we close the year, we find ourselves gratefully celebrating some pretty major events from 2019. First, a group of generous partners made it possible for us to move from Illinois back to California. To this point, we have gotten no money from other churches or organizations, which is fairly atypical for most church starts. The money that has allowed us to move to Claremont, start this church, buy our kids clothes because, my goodness, I held up a pair of new pants for Riley last month and felt like they must actually have been a pair of my pants that had gotten shrunk or something because there's just no way he could fit in them. He did, just barely. They were almost too small. Anyway, all that money has come from really generous individuals and families who share our hope and vision for what a church could be. And for that, we are so very grateful. Yes, absolutely. Okay, what's next? Number two. The Launch Pod. This little podcast started this past winter time, and it let us share our hearts with people located all over the place. It has nearly 4,500 plays, which is a lot for such a niche conversation. Some people are wondering if that's due to there being about 4,500 episodes. They're short. They're always short. We started the podcast when we were still in Illinois and hoping to be able to start spreading the vision for this new church before we could actually relocate to California. And it was wildly successful at that, I'd say. We hope that it continues to remain a tool for all of you to share with any friends who might be interested in what we're doing or just really love how Curtis preaches. Yes. Um, So everybody is what we're saying. So everyone. The most recent episodes give you a bit of a sense of our worship gatherings and how we talk about faith. And if you rewind back to some of the earlier seasons, then there's that vision and values that we're hoping animate our community. Right, especially the first season um, goes into that in some detail. Third, we launched a church website. Woo! And here we want to say a thank you to Scott Ostrander. He donated his time to build our church website for us, and that means a ton. Just this past week... Somebody actually complimented how surprisingly professional it looked, given how casual the rest of the church is. We weren't immediately sure whether that was a compliment or not. Yeah, we're not sure. But they did say the website looks good. We think the website looks good. And we really especially love that we think it fits us pretty uniquely. There is a very specific look to most church websites. Ours is a bit outside of that. Sepia tone and black and white. It's very moody. Yes. But we really are grateful that ours is not just a copy-paste of that. (laughs) 
So number four, we have been able to use our home for worship and for meetings, board meetings, those sorts of things, which was a dream that we had coming into this. And this circles back to point number one, because it felt really important to us to be able to own a space in Claremont so that we could remake it as needed to serve the needs of the church in these early days. And without the support that people gave, that just wouldn't have been possible. And the value of all of it has really shown through so far, I think. We haven't needed to rent a worship space to get ourselves started. We actually found out that another recent church plant, a few years ahead of us, they borrowed a space from another church and paid $2,000 a month in rent. We haven't needed to do that yet. We haven't needed to rent office space because we can work remotely in a lot of ways. And That has really helped us get started, but it also sets a tone for the way that our group gathers to worship as being kind of not the same as what others might be doing. It certainly won't last forever, but it has been great so far. Number five, this year we connected with two different organizations, uh, Communitas for coaching and logistical support, and Cyclical Los Angeles also for coaching and some future building stuff for us. Both of these organizations are going to really help us have some structure to what we're doing. They help us strategize and troubleshoot the things that inevitably come up for planters. And they are both especially intentional about letting a local church group discern what God is asking them to be and do instead of telling a church planter exactly how things should look. So we're really grateful for them and we're excited for how they'll help us shape the year to come. Number six, our kids enjoy their schools tremendously. They're making friends, and we just can't overstate how important this has been for us. Our kids had grown very accustomed to basically spending any warm, sunny day in Illinois or even just cold, sunny days or frigid, sunny days um, in Illinois after school at our neighborhood park, just playing for hours with their friends. And as I was sitting at our neighborhood park here, for several hours after school just the other day while Riley played with a friend, I was just so thankful. I had to wear a sweatshirt, but I mean, it's almost Christmas, so I guess I can deal with it. The leaves are starting to fall now. Is that number seven? It was in the low 60s and sunny in December, and that was a cold day. That's the number seven thing we're thankful for. Well, we wanted to grow our list, so we're going to make that number seven. (laughs) Number seven now is... It was in the low 60s and sunny in December. Woo! And what would have been seven, but will now become eight. Sorry for those of you who really want a round 10. About a third of our group that gathers for worship are people that we've just met since we moved here at the end of June. Many of them had left church. A few identify with groups that are often left out, and they've been joining us, which it is a surreal and special thing. The first time you meet a stranger who heard what you hoped your church would be and decided to show up on a Sunday night. So on September 15th, we began to gather for worship each week. It wasn't a launch to use church planting speak. It was an experiment, a test drive, a beta version of what we thought could shape our future form. And that made more sense for us than maybe the traditional launch format, given our commitment to embed in our community and to discern together who God is leading us to be. And now nearly three months later, we are seeing some really good beginnings the new people in our group that I mentioned, but also a growing shared culture and values that spreads across our whole worshiping group. We have a lot of participation and conversation together. And the heart of that last element, it's dinner. We have dinner every single week. And that time around the table has not only fostered some relationship, but it's really invited deeper exploration of our biblical theme for each night. 
A couple of months back, if you receive our newsletter, we talked a little bit about what we actually do when we gather. And like Curtis said, our gathering form right now is something of a beta test. But for the last three months, when our group gathers for worship, it looks a lot like this. People come around 4.30 and say hello and connect for a bit. And then we settle in in our backyard. If it's cold, we grab a blanket. And then our service is really short. It's about 45 minutes, give or take. We have some time as we get started where there might be some conversation or a core question we talk about together. As we came closer to Christmas, we sang. Our sermon is about 15 minutes and explores some part of scripture. Curtis and I share preaching, and we're working on a few folks in our group to come on board more and more in 2020. And then after the sermon, we have an experiential time. It's a chance to respond to whatever we're exploring together. There's sort of this idea we have that, okay, I just learned that thing, so now what do I do with it? And somebody leads that time to engage and interact with the passage and the theme. We also have communion every single week, just a chance to celebrate and remember Jesus. And then we have dinner together. Curtis makes amazing food, and we sit at different tables and talk about what's been going on in our lives, sometimes talk about the theme. And it's been a really wonderful time to just begin testing out what we think church could feel like if it was a little bit different than maybe the forms that we were familiar with before. And so that's our eight things that come to mind as we look back at the big markers of 2019. And then we also want to look ahead to 2020 and what that might include for us. But before we do that, this episode of The Launch Pod is brought to you by Justify Me. Have you noticed how many of the things Jesus says are just hard? I mean, picking up crosses, eyes of needles, hate your family, the list goes on. It's almost like Jesus wasn't thinking too much about his 21st century marketing strategy. (laughs) But wait, did you know that Christians have an almost 2,000 year old tradition of taking those hard passages and explaining them away? Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But who has the time to sort through those two millennia to find just the right way of making that hard passage go down easy? That's why there's Justify Me. Their experts are at the ready to take your latest uncomfortable moment with the Bible and restore it to the hazy, warm, safe glow you love. Plans start at $9.99 per month. What a low price for peace of mind, am I right? Sure. Or for those of you particularly cursed with reading comprehension skills, their unlimited plans are just $39.99 per month. Find out more online at justify.me. That's justify me. All right, so thanks as always to our sponsors. (laughs) As we head to the next year, we really hope we get to use the resources we have to continue our worship gatherings, introduce ourselves more to people in the region, and explore options for expansion in the event that our house can no longer hold our group. We're seeing real evidence that this church is, well, that it's on to something. That not only the values that animate it, but even the style of worship, the way we gather with one another, is connecting with the people that we're hoping to invite. We got a note recently from one of our relatively new members that said in part, thank you for making church worth coming to. And that pretty much sums it up for us at this point. We want to make church worth coming to. We believe that's possible. And so we want to invite others in this new year to come and see. We are not expecting growth to be explosive. 
But we also can't shake the number of people that we meet and talk to who find this kind of church experiment really compelling and needed. In fact, one of the really interesting things is that we have talked to a number of longtime Southern California pastors, people who have been doing decades of ministry in this area. And we talk about our project and some of our ideas, and it's amazing how often we hear them say, there's nothing like that here right now. There's a real need for what you guys are doing. And these are all folks who are also currently doing wonderful ministry in a different style, something that they could choose to see as threatening their you know, church or their ministry. They never do. They've been really gracious, and they're really encouraging that what we've got going is a really important part of ministering here in our area. Yeah, we've had that conversation a surprising number of times, actually. Mm-hmm. And so as we close out this episode of The Launch Pod, we would love to give one more update, which is about how you could help us in the new year. So as we dream and pray about the year to come, we know that financial provision will continue to be a significant need. We're early in this process. And so partners who believe in what God is creating in this church and who will help it come alive are so, so important. If we're going to do the kinds of outreach to the communities Um, around us, if we're going to preserve the vision and values and culture that's beginning to take shape in our community, it's going to take time and attention and creativity. And our hope is to be able to devote as much of our limited amount of all of that as possible to this church. Curtis has been doing some tutoring on the side to help with this, and I just applied for my permit to be a substitute teacher. But realistically, we're aware that there's a limited number of hours and brain cells and energy that we could spend on things outside of Pomona Valley Church before it would start to negatively affect our ministry to Pomona Valley Church. Now, we know that if that's how this needs to be, especially as we're getting started, God will lead us forward and sort all that out. But we also know that those of you who are listening— we think, believe in what we're doing and want to see it move forward for the sake of God's kingdom. And so we do want to ask you to consider giving if you aren't already, whether as a year-end gift or on an ongoing basis. Logistically, we are moving all of our giving to Pomona Valley Church's own board-managed bank account. This is actually really, really exciting for us, and we're glad to have it. It also means that we have a give button on our church's website that donates to that account. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) If you currently support us via Communitas, we will be getting in touch with you about how to change to donate to the church account directly. But if you're not currently supporting us or the church and you feel like you'd be willing to do that, then we'd be really thankful if you'd consider it. And then finally, we want to ask you to pray with and for us. Please pray especially about two things this year. The first is the process of introducing ourselves to various groups in our community. A few months back, we reached out to the program that supports LGBTQ students at our local Christian university. And we met up with their student leader and their staff advisor for coffee just to introduce ourselves and tell them what we were up to which then meant that we had the chance to follow up and meet a number of their students at a worship night about a month later, which then meant about five of those students started joining us. That, we think, is our best strategy. 
to reach out personally to representatives from various groups all around our community, some with faith ties and some without, to be able to have coffee or a meal and just get to know them a bit and introduce ourselves in ways that feel normal and relational um, and show just that we're interested in who they are and the work that they're up to in our area. We'd love to be able to continue that. We actually have a whole list of folks we're going to be meeting with in the year to come. So that's the first thing is to pray for those conversations, to pray that God would open doors in that way, um, and to pray that people would respond to the type of church that we're doing. And then the second thing that we would love for you to pray with and for us is about our meeting space. How far do we grow while we're still within our home, worshiping here and gathering here, before moving to some other venue? whether that's another church building and a school, uh, whatever meeting space that might be in the community. Um, where do we hope to go? What are the different pros and cons to the different locations we might choose? All of that sort of thing. It's a question that's going to need a lot of wisdom. There's no set great answer that's obvious. And we're going to be in a discernment process as a church community. We'd be really thankful if you'd be praying for us in that. So those are the things that are going to be occupying us in the in the first months of 2020, and we would love your prayer uh, for that as we as we take those things on. Thank you for listening to our end of year wrap up and update. We will continue to release the launch pod with sermons and the experiences and the backdrop. We hope you're enjoying those and finding them helpful. So we'll wrap up there. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.